0: what is up Scully's fam it is saturday november 23rd and this is episode four of the skull report let's go thanks for tuning in guys uh episode four super excited about it man the season is getting exciting two weeks of the the regular season to go and it's wild in Scully's this year um There's a lot of teams lumped at the top. There's a lot of teams battling for the playoffs, uh, the playoff spots on the bottom. We're going to talk today uh, power rankings. We're going to touch on the pick and pool, which has been really exciting this year. More competitive than it's ever been. Really excited about that. Uh, Then we're going to get into the playoff picture. I'm just going to go over it really quick, Uh, you know, kind of give a little bit of my input and uh, just kind of discuss what options everybody has going into these last two weeks Then we're going to talk about top players of the year. I always like to touch on, you know, kind of who's at the top five of the positions. Um, Mostly old faces this uh, edition, but there are some new people on there, so we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to end the show with uh, week 12 matchups. So really excited. Let's, uh, Let's get right into the power rankings. Number one in the power rankings, they've been atop the power rankings all season. It's the Hash Oilers, man. Kyle, king of the regular season. He's doing it again this year. The Hash Oilers are 8-3. and three. They're the number one ranked team in the league. Uh, they've got 1,574 points. That's number one in the league. So number one record, number one points. That Tampa Bay offense is still rolling. Uh, you know the Buccaneers are are not that great this year, and everybody thought Arians would come in and you turn that offense around, and and he did. You know for fantasy, he's he's awesome. He's a great coach because Jameis Winston and those Buccaneers receivers are still top players. The top three players on his team right now are Jameis, Mike Evans, and Dak Prescott. Actually, who's his best player? So got great players at the top of his lineup pretty deep team he's going to make a playoff run number two in the power rankings it's Corey's half-baked halfbacks man Corey's team has been good this year he went on a really big tear early lost a few games in a row in the middle of the season it started to started to look a little iffy made a big trade shored up his tight end position he's won three in a row now the half-baked halfbacks are eight and three 1,483 points on the year, which is number two in the league. Corey has uh, leapfrogged me. Uh, so I was number two in points in the league for most of the season. Uh, I kept thinking that I would make a run at Kyle for number one, but you know, Kyle continues to stay there, and now I've been passed by Corey. So. Number two points in the league. Corey's being led by... Man, that quarterback combo that we talked about—that we've talked about every time—Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, and actually his number three score is Jimmy G, his backup quarterback. So, he's got three legit star quarterbacks on his team this year, and it's leading him to playoff glory. Number three in the power rankings—it's me. It's the Nasty Boys. Baker's ranked three, but I still gotta feel pretty confident when I say that my team is stronger than his. Eight and three record. 1,481 points. That's third in the league. A little more than 100 points or 200 points more than Baker, so still scoring a lot of points. Uh, My team's being led by Christian McCaffrey and Delvin Cook. Uh, Best one-two punch at running back in the league, and they're doing it week in, week out. And number three player on my team is Tyler Lockett. Uh, Been really, really pleasantly surprised with him, even with the injury last week. And Uh he's still I think the number six receiver on the year in our league, so super legit. Very happy with it. Number four team, it is Baker's team, Baker Mania. Man, his squad. They're not putting up a ton of points. Now listen to this. He's eight and three, scored twelve hundred and seventy-five points, which is eighth in the league. So he's eighth in points. But number four in the power rankings and number three in the rank in the league rankings. He's got Jacoby Brissett, Mark Ingram, and Daniel Jones as the top three players on his team. Not three players you would expect to hear being proclaimed as the you know the top three players on somebody's winning playoff-bound team, but that's been the case. Uh, you know, Baker's been pretty fortunate to only have 1,222 points scored against him this year, and uh, he's been able to really churn out a lot of wins, six in a row. He's on a six-game winning streak. So heading into these final two weeks, uh, it's all about... Playoff seating for baker mania we'll see how it goes number five team in the power rankings are you guys ready for this are you ready to hear this i, I gotta take a sip of water far for president 2020 number five ranked team in the power rankings samantha what can i say you have been elite for five straight weeks this team was dead in the water. I think that they were eleven or twelve in the power rankings when we did episode two, and now it's episode four, and here you are at five. What a move! I, you know, and, and hasn't spent a, a penny of waiver money yet, uh, saving it for the playoffs. Possibly, you know, going into the playoffs with full waiver budget that could be real beneficial. You could pick up somebody, you know, that maybe your opponent in the playoffs is really hurting and you pick up somebody that they would have picked up and you know, you've got the tons of money for it. So that's, that could be real beneficial if they make the playoffs six and five record 1177 points, which is last in the league. So, you know, the points scored were so low to start the year that now digging herself out of that hole, getting to that six and five record still hasn't even gotten up to 11th ranked for points, but just killing it five straight wins. And that's what it's all about getting those wins Derrick Henry has been leading the way uh so so here's the top three players for Samantha right now Derrick Henry Baker Mayfield and Stefan Diggs so Baker Mayfield's really come back on the second half of this year uh making a difference for Samantha's team and I, I like that one quarterback one running back one wide receiver the top three players on the team you know showing that she's kind of got a pretty legit squad all around so We'll see how it goes in uh, the last two weeks. Number six in the power rankings, it's Rudy's boys. They're number five ranked in the in the league, and they've scored a lot of points. So you could definitely argue that they should be higher than six ranked. Um, you could hire, you could argue that they should be fifth. You could even argue that maybe they should be high, ranked fourth. But you know Baker's eight and three record is really hard to hard to scoff at. Rudy's six and five. Uh, he's really struggled against tough competition, but still a six to five record he scored 1415 points which is fourth in the league i mean great point score but unfortunately it's you know been putting up a lot of points in a week where you didn't really need to and then not putting up enough points in weeks when you needed to so sitting there at six in the power rankings rudy's team's being led this year by matt stafford carson wentz and austin eckler those are the top three players on his team Two quarterbacks that have had issues, you know. Stafford's had injury problems. Wentz has kind of been up and down a little bit. And Austin Eckler, you know, he was looking to be maybe the number one running back in fantasy until Melvin Gordon came back. And now that they're splitting time in the field, it's he's still producing. He's still putting up great numbers. He's still, you know, his third most productive player on his team. But just not at that same level that possibly he could be if Gordon hadn't, hadn't returned. Number seven team. It's King Jensen. Jensen squad, 7th ranked in the power rankings, 4 and 7 record, 1330 points. That's number 5 in the league. Um we so we've got, you know, four top four kind of in the 1400s, 1500s and then it drops down to 1330. So there's a drop off there between the top four and everybody else at points. Jensen squad's led by Deshaun Watson and Josh Allen. They're getting it done at the quarterback position for these guys. And then Carson, Chris Carson at running back, is his number three player. That's pretty pretty legit. Top of his squad. Um he, really gonna need big performances going forward to make a late playoff run here. Uh getting to six and seven could do it, though. And there's a lot of teams that are stuck here at six, at four and seven that can get to six and seven and have a chance. The next one is number eight in the power rankings. It's GGEZ, John Squad, number eight in the power rankings. Four and seven record, 1,324 points, which is sixth in the league. So, you know, eighth in the power rankings, sixth in scoring, uh, eighth ranked in the league. Not a, not a great season for John. I know he's been disappointed, His but his teams, you know, they've had their bright spots. Is led by Kyler Murray, is his number one scorer on the year. Uh, the number two scorer on his team is Aaron Rodgers, but he hasn't, not many of those points have been scored on his team. You know, Aaron Rodgers had a couple of big weeks on my squad, and then I traded him, and unfortunately, he hasn't played that well in the two games that he's been in John's uh, lineup. He comes back this week, but he's playing San Francisco, so... Well, we'll see if he continues to be one of one of GGEZ's top performers, uh, and then behind Kyler and Aaron Rodgers is Josh Jacobs. The rookie running back is his third most productive player on his team, the second most productive for him all year. Uh, so really, really, he's got to be so happy with that. Uh, you know, he was ta- he was drafted after a lot of people that have performed less than him. So Josh Jacobs, man, really surprising. Number nine in the power rankings, it is Mrs. Baker Mayfield. Becca is four and seven. She's also at right around those other guys in points. She's at 13-12, which is seventh in the league. So Jensen, John, Becca, fifth, sixth, seventh in points. And they're all separated by 18 points. So really close right there in the middle. they all got the same record, basically the same points. It's really going to be interesting what happens with those three teams particularly over the next two weeks. Becca's squad's being led by Aaron Jones. He's been great in certain weeks this year. Matt Ryan, number two producer on her team. And then Nick Chubb. So Nick Chubb and Aaron Jones have been a really good one-two punch at running back for for her for Becca. And, you know, she's lost three in a row. But if she can turn it around these last two weeks, she can still get in the playoffs. Number 10, it's Jason squad. If it's Harry Shaveye. Four and seven. But here's the thing. The point scored only 1178 which is 11th in the league that's so much less than the other four and seven teams so when we get when we get into the playoff scenarios in a little bit that's really going to make a difference jason's being led this year philip rivers is his top producer which you know over the past couple of weeks he's really been being ridiculed in the fantasy community philip rivers is so you know that being his top producer maybe tells a little bit of a story about why the points have been low this year uh, Michael Thomas, number two producer on his team, which, man, I mean, Michael Thomas is really great. Surprised Philip Rivers has scored more points than him this year, actually. And number three producer on his team, Marlon Mack, you know, before his injury was doing really great. So if you yeah, that injury really sucked, uh, it kind of took some of the steam out of Jason's squad. But they're still sitting there at four and seven, and, you know, with, with some help, they could still make the playoffs, too. Number 11. It is the Trashy Victor, the second L Squad, three and eight man, six straight losses. It's been really disappointing this year. You know, started out three and two, things were you know, there was optimism in 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 the Trashy Victor camp. I know there was, and then just losses started piling up, and he just couldn't recover at any point. Twelve hundred and fifty nine points. That is ninth in the league. Uh, you know, so ahead of a couple of people, a couple of teams in points, but sitting down there at three and eight. He's being led by Kirk Cousins this year, his top producer, uh, Amari Cooper, the number two producer on his team, and Jared Goff, number three. So, you know, being led by a couple of good quarterbacks and a great receiver, but just not being able to get the job done more weeks than none, unfortunately. And number 12, sitting in the cellar of the power rankings, it's Stacy's squad. Pack that ass up, three and eight. Uh, 1219 points, which is 10th in the league. Unfortunately, it just, you know, here's her top three performers. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Travis Kelsey. Awesome. Those were three great performers I named. Unfortunately, that's kind of been it for Stacey's squad this year. You know, it's been kind of pick and choose weekly starters kind of situations sometimes. And. It just hasn't been that great after those top three elite players. They haven't been able to win enough games on their own, especially with Mahomes' injury. So sitting at 3-8, 12th place, still a chance to not have to play for the Lutfisk. Both her and Al, you know, they've still got a shot to get out of the bottom four if some things fall their way. But unfortunately eliminated from the playoffs, and uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Those are the power rankings, 1 through twelve. We only have a couple more weeks, so there will be a final power rankings after the last week, and then that'll be it. Up next, we're going to touch on the Pick'em Pool, which, man, like I said before, the Pick'em Pool has been really competitive this year, and so I'm excited to talk about it. Let's get into it. The Pick'em Pool is brought to you by Jaegermeister. Jaeger, because fuck it. Let's get hammered. The Pick'em pool action is hot this year. It's been crazy. We've got uh so we've had three teams win two weeks. Uh Stacy, Kyle, and Corey have each picked up two wins, uh individual week wins. So they've got $10 banked. Then we've had one, two, five other teams win a week. Been a lot of people involved in the action. And from the overall rankings, you can tell. So Corey is number one with 105 wins. Corey just, I think this past week made the leapfrog into first place. Stacy, man, she's been killing it all year, proving that you know year in year out she's one of the top pick up pickem players in our league. She was number one almost the whole year, and she's now sitting at a, at a tide in second with Rudy. And Rudy has been a pickem winner himself. So. Corey, you know, really holding strong with 105 wins in number one. Rudy and Stacy, number two, one back. Uh and then Jensen, pick Pickham King, in fourth place. He's he's climbing, he's sneaking, he's only three out of first now. I think earlier this year, he was a little bit further back than that, maybe seven or eight out. So he's he's made a move the past few weeks. Baker is in fifth with 101 wins. So you know, I, I kept wanting to think, like, oh, I should say, you know, there's only three wins separate the top four. And then I looked down and I'm like, oh, actually, I should say only four wins separate the top five. And then I looked down and I'm like, oh, no, I should say only six wins separate the top seven. Everybody is so close. So we've got 10 wins separating the top 11 people. Uh, there's one guy down at the bottom. Uh, That's a little bit less, but it's crazy. It's so tight this year. So many people are still in it uh, this late into the year, which is awesome. Uh, Number six, it's a tie. Sam and Jason are tied in sixth place with 99 wins. So they're only six out in sixth place. It's great. Becca is in eighth, 98 wins right behind them. Kyle and John are tied in ninth with 96 wins. So all the way down in ninth place is only nine wins back. You could, the ninth place is still in it to win right now. And then I'm in 11th place with 95, and that's 10 back. So I would even say I'm in it, you know, 10 back, that's that's pushing it, really. Even 9 is maybe pushing it. But there's still a number of weeks left. Uh, we've got you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 6 weeks left. And so a lot can happen. Um, so it's really anybody's game, I think, at this point. But right now, Corey... He's made the playoffs, and he is looking to pick up his first Pick'em win ever, or Pick'em you know pool victory ever. So this could be a big year for Corey. I'm excited to see what comes. That's the Pick'em pool. Man, it's been awesome. Keep making your picks. Uh, I'm going to keep trying to send the reminders because that's been awesome, I feel like. Everybody's been making their picks all year, Uh, and it's showing. Everybody is really still in it, so keep making your picks the pick and pull is awesome we're going to talk about the playoff picture next and man i'm excited to get into it there's so much that can happen in these next two weeks and uh, we're really going to break it down so let's do it Uh, playoffs don't talk about playoffs you kidding me playoffs Oh man, I'm excited to get into this playoff scenario talk. Uh, for really quick though, do have to mention, forgot to mention Al in the pick and pool. He is in twelfth, eighty eight wins, so he's seventeen back of Corey. He's a little bit behind the rest of the pack, and that's that's kind of why I, you know, I forgot to mention him. So sorry about that, Al. So anyway, let's get into this playoff picture. It's freaking awesome at the top. I'm really excited. Um, so yeah, let's just break it down. Number one seed right now is Kyle, and that won't necessarily hold true. You know, things could happen to change that. Kyle is clinched to the playoffs, but he can't, and he can't lose the divisional tiebreaker to anybody else in the division. Um, John is the only person who could potentially have a better division record than Kyle, but John can't catch Kyle. Uh, Me and Samantha both can catch Kyle in record, but neither of us will have a better division record, which is the first tiebreaker for division champion. So Kyle, you know, he's got that over us. I'm going to need, therefore need to have a better record than Kyle in order to win the division. Um, Samantha would need to do the same, but since she's two games back with only two games left, she can't have a better record than Kyle. So Samantha can't be the Malcolm division champ. But Kyle definitely can. Uh, a win and a loss from me this week, and Kyle's clinched the division, and he's looking good, probably at a first round, or potentially at a first round buy. If if, if, if if that doesn't happen, then next week, he's, you know, playing to decide the title for the division. So that's pretty exciting. Number two-ranked team in the, play, or in the league right now is the half Halfbacks, and they've clinched the playoffs as well. But they haven't clinched their division yet. The Bond division is still up in the air, and uh, there's a couple of scenarios. So if Rudy loses this week to me, I'm playing Rudy. If, if I beat Rudy this week, then Corey is the Bond division champion. If Corey wins this week, he is playing Becca, then Corey is the bond division champ. Both of those things don't have to happen. Just one of those things needs to happen. If Corey loses and Rudy wins this week, this is where it gets exciting. They play each other next week in week 13. So that match would be against each other for the division championship. You couldn't ask for more than that. You know, I obviously want to win this week. So I, I I want Rudy to lose, but man, if Rudy wins and Corey loses, the silver lining is there will be a really cool story being told next week in fantasy. Baker's the number three team, and he has clinched the playoffs as well. He's also clinched the Angus division. So Baker, unfortunately, there aren't a lot of playoff scenarios to talk for you, man. You're in. You don't have anything to worry about. Nobody can catch you in the division, so you know you're going to be a top three ranked team. So right now, it's all about trying to get to be a top two ranked team so that you get a first round buy. Obviously that first round buy is huge, you know, guaranteeing yourself at least fourth place, much better than guaranteeing yourself at least sixth place. So two wins you're going to need, If you know, it, I guess we could talk about the scenario of number one seed. You know, if, if Baker Mania wins out, they're 10 and three half-baked halfbacks could still be 10 and three. The hash oilers could still be 10 and three. And the Nasty Boys could be, still be 10-3. and three. All of those things could still independently happen. So, And Baker has a lot fewer points than all of those teams. So Baker is going to need you know, a little bit of help and some wins of his own in order to get one of those top two seeds. But it could happen for sure. The number four team is me, the Nasty Boys. And the Nasty Boys have also clinched a playoff spot. So we've got those top four teams that are at 8-3. All four of those teams have clinched the playoff spot. There's you know no way anybody other than the top six teams could, could pass them. So they're they've all clinched. But I got some work to do as far as you know I, I'd prefer to win the Malcolm division and get a first-round right. bye in the playoffs. I don't want to be the wild card. It's nice to have a playoff spot clinched, but I'm I'm still trying really hard because if I can get two wins in these last two weeks and Kyle picks up one loss. Then I'm going to be the division champion, and Kyle will be a wild card. If I get one win and Kyle loses both of his matchups over the next two weeks, then I'm the division champion as well. So there's still a couple of scenarios where I come out the Malcolm division champ and possibly you know have a number one seed in the playoffs because I've scored a lot of points. So uh, I, I'm I'm trying really hard. My my week 13 matchup would be will be against John G G E Z. So that kind of Blood feud is would be really fun to have a lot riding on that. I know John would love to burst my bubble. Rudy is the number five ranked team, and this is where things get get fun and start to get interesting. This is where I like it because this is when things can happen. You know, Rudy is six and five, he's in fifth place, so he all he needs is a win to clinch the playoffs. Everybody else in the playoff hunt, other than Samantha, is four and seven. So the best record they can get to is six and seven. So obviously, getting to seven wins would would mean you clinched. So a, a win for Rudy and he's in. And then, like I said before, a win and a Corey loss this week means that their battle, their matchup next week is so huge, and it's going to be the matchup of the week. And I'm probably going to have a whole score report just about it. I'm I'm super uh, Corey. I, I I don't like. I'm not rooting against you, man. I'm just saying that if you happen to lose, and Rudy beats me, there's going to be a really, really fun, really fun game going on next week. Samantha is that team? Other team that's at six and five. So Samantha, all she needs is a win as well to clinch a playoff spot. Um, Can you can you believe that? Five weeks ago, Samantha just a win. All you need is a win, and you clinched a playoff spot. Like wow, a loss and things start to get murky especially if some of these teams that I'm about ready to get up to start to pile up some wins. Um, so after those top six teams, if the playoffs were to end right now, that's your those are your playoff teams, uh, Corey, Kyle, Baker, me, Rudy, and Sam. But Rudy and Sam, they could still fall out of those spots. The, the six and five teams are not comfortable that yet yeah, they shouldn't be um because there's three team four teams that are at four and seven and that all want to make a run and that are focused on making a run coming up here jensen is the top ranked out of those teams he would need two wins he would need samantha to have two losses and he would he would need to end the season with a better record than john and becca if he was tied with them, he would just have to have more points then. So basically, Jensen is needing Samantha to lose. And that's what he's hoping for. And he needs to get wins himself. All of these teams that I'm going to talk about, they need wins. you know, it's They need help too, but they need to win first. So focus on winning. It's not all about Samantha losing, but that needs to happen in this scenario. He could also jump up over Rudy if Rudy were to lose out. But... Rudy has scored a lot of points this year, so he would you know, he would have to outscore Rudy by eighty-five points over the next two weeks in order to pass him in the in the playoff rankings. So I, I don't see that happening. But it could. So, you know, technically Rudy could fall down below any of these people, but his point total is is pretty much made him a playoff lock but not totally yet. So still got to get the job done here at the end of the year. John is right after Jensen. He is in the exact same situation. So, So Jensen, John, and Becca all have the exact same scenario. They need to win out, and they need Samantha to lose her next two games. And then they need to end with a better record than the other two teams that they're competing against. So John needs to end with a better record than Jensen and Becca. Becca needs to end with a better record than Jensen and John. So the three of them, and, and also if, they, if they're tied with end records, so let's say they all win out, they all go 6-7, and seven, who's got most points? So that's where points are going to come in. And like I said earlier, they're separated by 18 points, the three teams. So it, it's, it's really, really exciting if Samantha loses. If Samantha and Rudy win this week and lock it up, then that's it. We're going into next week. We know. What the playoffs are, are, are like. Um, but if if there are some losses this week from teams that have been hot, then it really opens things up. So it's really still anyone's game. Jason is the last team at four and seven, but the reason that I don't lump him in with those other four and seven teams is that his point total is a lot less than those other guys. So he's not going to be able to get a tiebreaker on points over any of those other four and seven teams. So what he would need is He needs two wins and two Samantha losses as well. And then he needs to end with a better record than those other four and seven teams. He needs those teams to lose and then him to win out. He needs at least one loss from Becca, one loss from Jensen, one loss from John over these next two weeks. So that that could happen, you know. He could win his next two games. Samantha could lose her next two games. And each of those teams could go one and one. That's all very theoretically possible. So Jason is definitely still in it, just needs to win and get some help. The last two teams, unfortunately they're eliminated from playoff contention. it's Allen Stacy they're three and eight that three and eight mark uh, just that's that's the cutoff right now that's that's not enough you know finishing five and eight isn't enough to get you into the top six because right now the top six all have six wins. They do however have a chance to not play for the loot Fisk. so both of those teams at three and eight they they need to win out and get to five and eight. And then need some of those four and seven teams to fall off, and then the other three and 18 that they're competing against to, you know, loot be worse than them too. So it's a little convoluted. Basically, everybody who has a four and seven, or if everybody who has a. Everybody needs to focus on winning, of course. But really, those teams from six and five down, you guys need to be focusing on getting wins because wins are really crucial right now. The eight and three teams, you know. They've all clinched, so playoff the playoffs are there. Now it's just about seeding. So losses aren't going to be heartbreaking, but at those six and five and four and seven teams, losses are truly heartbreaking. The three and eight teams, a loss probably means you're playing in that bottom four for the loot. It, it definitely means you're playing in that bottom four for the loot fisk. So losses are pretty detrimental at this point in the year, uh, particularly right now the way the playoffs are shaping up. It's pretty exciting. A little quick little note I wanted to make. You know, a lot of teams are rooting for Rudy and Sam to lose this week. Now, all those four and seven teams need Samantha to lose for sure, and and it would be great if Rudy lost and didn't score many points. They right now have the hardest strength of schedule for the remaining for the rest of season. Um, they both play two of the eight win teams in their last two games. The the easiest schedule is Jensen right now. Uh, Jensen is the easiest strength of schedule. So he's one of those four and seven teams. And then those two six and five teams have the hardest strength of schedule going out. So just saying, just laying it out there, saying that, you know, those teams that people are rooting for to lose, they, they've they got a tough road ahead. Uh, that's the playoff picture. So many teams are still in it. You know, this late, two weeks left, 10 teams still in it. That's awesome. Play to the end. Play tough. uh, And good luck, man. Good luck to everybody fighting for those playoff spots. All right, now I just wanted to talk about the uh, top five players at each position. It's always fun to look at that. So uh, let's start off with the quarterbacks. Um, Quarterbacks are... Being led this year by Lamar Jackson, uh, Corey's quarterback. Corey's quarterbacks are awesome, man. Lamar Jackson, number one. Uh, and then there's a pretty big drop off at points to number two, who's Dak Prescott, Kyle's quarterback. Uh, and then right there next to Dak Prescott in points is Russell Wilson at number three, who's Corey's quarterback. So Corey's got the number one and number three quarterbacks on the year right now. And that would uh, say a lot about why he's eight and three. The number four quarterback in the league right now is Deshaun Watson. And number five quarterback on the year. No, it's not Patrick Mahomes. No, it's not Aaron Rodgers. No, it's not Kirk Cousins. Kyler Murray, the rookie quarterback, number five quarterback on the year. So exciting. Um, what a great draft pick by John. It, uh, people expected a lot out of him, and that meant there were a lot of other people that thought he was going to be a bust you know like there's too much positive there's too much talk about how he's going to be a stud in fantasy there's no there's no way he's actually going to be well no he was there was so much talk about it because he is he's great number five quarterback on the year running backs running backs are man so christian McCaffrey, he has 250 points on the year that's the number two player overall scoring like a quarterback number two quarter or number two running back in the league is dalvin cook 213 points which is a number seven player overall so man those guys are playing like quarterbacks this year and they are both on my squad i have the number two and the number seven overall player in the league on my team loving it number three running back there's a pretty big drop off in points after number two so there's a 37 point gap between one and two McCaffrey and cook and then there is a 37 point gap between two and three which is aaron jones uh Becca's running back Aaron Jones, number three, the number four running back in the league. Derrick Henry has a lot to do with why Samantha is winning a lot of games in a row here at the end of the year. Derrick Henry, number four running back in the league. And number five, it's Austin Eckler. He's still the number five running back in the league. He's got his bye this week, though, so there will probably be some players that pass him up. He won't be the number five after, after this week. Um, you know, Nick Chubb is right behind him in points, Josh Jacobs is right behind him, Zeke is right behind him, Melvin Ingram is or Mark Ingram is pretty close to him. So there are some players that might pass him this week, but he's still number five on the year. Rudy's gotta love that. For wide receivers, they're all names that we're familiar with. They're all names that have been in the top five player profiles before. Mike Evans, number one, Michael Thomas, number two amari cooper number three kyle's second receiver in the top five chris godwin the number four receiver on the year still people thought maybe it was a fluky start no man he he's legit he's the real deal he's the number four receiver on the year number five dj chark rudy's stud receiver had a huge game last week and it vaulted him up in, into the number five spot uh, ahead of a, a number of players you know deandre hopkins had an awesome game which has already been factored into the points that i'm looking at and he still isn't even top five so dj Chark, awesome season what a great pick for for rudy late the tight ends the top of the board it's it's pretty interesting right now because travis kelsey is is the number one tight end that's no question it's no surprise but the number 2 tight end Austin Hooper he was the number 1 tight end for a long time and then he got injured and has now fallen down to number 2 and might fall down even further because he's still out. Mark Andrews is the number 3 tight end. He's been solid all year. Um you know Lamar Jackson's go-to target downfield at short range kind of all over the field. So 70 targets on the year, you know, almost 600 yards. He's had six touchdown catches with a lot of games to go still. And the number four tight end, Darren Waller. Waller started out really hot this year and then kind of cooled down, but he had another good game this past week, and I think he's coming back on. He's got a good schedule going forward. Number five, Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is only the number five tight end on the season, and his point total is very far behind those top three. So, can't be a Zach Ertz owner Jason can't be too happy I'm pretty sure he drafted him pretty high round three or something so that's your top five tight ends Travis Kelsey Austin Hooper Mark Andrews Darren Waller Zach Ertz and very quickly let's look at the defense we know the name at the top of the board it is the New England Patriots they've been the number one defense all year and they will continue to be the number one defense for the rest of the year they're too far ahead Number two defense is the San Francisco 49ers. They got dropped earlier, uh, just a few weeks ago. I saw them on the waiver wire, and I pounced, but then I realized probably why they got dropped. I think Jensen had them and dropped them. Their schedule is hard. Their upcoming schedule, their playoff schedule, it's tough, but I'm taking a shot on them. They're number two. Pittsburgh defense is number three. The Rams defense, number four and the Baltimore Ravens and New Orleans Saints are tied as the fifth best defense. New England, San Fran, Pittsburgh, Rams, Baltimore, and the Saints. Top five in each position. Always like to profile it. But let's move on to the real reason we are here. The Week 12 Matchups! All right, the Week 12 Matchups. We're going to start with... What I've dubbed the match of the week. Uh, it's Baker versus Sam. Baker versus Sam coming up. Uh, so it's kind of interesting to talk about the matchups today on Saturday instead of you know earlier in the week when I normally record these because Thursday night games have already happened. So we can get a little more insight into these matchups talking about them on Saturday. Uh, you know before the week started, uh, looking at the matchup, I might have thought one way about it that I that I don't before. So. In this case, Jacoby Brissett has already played on Thursday night, and man, he started out that game looking like he was going to have an awesome fantasy week. I remember I watched him run into that for that touchdown, and I thought, oh man, Baker's going to have a huge game. He's going to have a big win over Samantha, and I knew you know, the playoff scenarios already, so I'm thinking like, oh shit, Samantha's going to lose, and that's going to start all these people thinking like, yeah, I'm going to jump up and get that playoff spot, Um, but he only put up 13 points by the end of the game. Uh, it was really weird and interesting. Uh, <laughs> just should have got more, but he didn't. Uh, and then Naheem Hines went already for Baker Mania and only scored seven points. Um, I get the play. You know, Marlon Mack was hurt. Naeem Hines wasn't going to be kind of like that every down back role that Marlon Mack is. Jonathan Williams kind of it looked like he was going to play that role, but Naeem Hines was still gonna be the pass-catching guy no matter what, and, you know, he's probably gonna get a little more of the groundwork too, so it was a great, a good play. He had 51 rushing yards, and he had 10 receiving yards, so, you know, it wasn't a total bust. He actually outperformed his projection, the Yahoo projection, but, um, still an underdog in this matchup against Sam, but, you know, it could have got worse, but it could have got a lot better. Samantha had one player going, it was her kicker, and, Kaimi Fairbairn scored eight scored eight points which is right around what you hope to get from your kicker every week so this matchup is still anyone's game Yahoo says it's 63 percent in Samantha's favor she's projected to win by 12 points right now so we'll see Baker is actually up by 12 points 20 to 8 so uh, going into tomorrow there's a lot riding on this uh Samantha's got Baker Mayfield and Ryan Tannehill going at quarterback tomorrow. Baker only has one quarterback going, and it's Fitzpatrick. So the two quarterbacks in that game, Cleveland versus Miami, they're going against each other in this game too. Uh, that's that's interesting. Samantha's got Calvin Ridley, and Baker's got Julio Jones. So they're going to be you know hoping that one Atlanta receiver gets it over the other. Some cool storylines in this matchup. Um, but the biggest thing is just all those teams hoping that Samantha loses this one to Baker um, so that they can get a shot at that last playoff spot. All those four and seven teams are, are really going to be pulling for Baker in this one. I'm having a hard time deciding on on the choice, though, for this matchup. I think I'm going to pick Samantha in this one just by a hair. Um, I think if Brissett could have put up a better game, maybe I would have picked Baker, but since I know that he didn't, I'm going to go with Samantha in this one. The Next matchup, it is my matchup. It's the Nasty Boys versus Rudy's Boys. Battle of the Boys. I'm currently a 71% projected favorite. Uh, 128 to 106 is the live projection. But, you know, those live projections, anything can actually happen. Who knows? Um The biggest question mark on my squad would be the health status of George Kittle. I'm rolling with Kittle in my flex spot right now. I got nervous. He hasn't played, you know, and he hasn't practiced. So if he's healthy enough to play and he plays, he's a legit starter. But the 49ers have the Sunday night game. So I can't just leave him in that tight end spot unless I want to replace him with some other tight end who plays. So Jimmy Graham, I think, was available on the waiver wire. But I don't want Jimmy Graham against the 49ers defense. So, you know, I put Hollister in as my tight end, put Kittle in as a flex spot, and then picked up Kendrick Bourne to put on my bench in case Kittle can't go. Kendrick Bourne has had a couple of touchdowns in the past few weeks, so, you know, just kind of praying for a touchdown from him, basically. But in the flex spot, that's okay. That's that's what you sometimes have to do in your flex spot, pray for a touchdown. Rudy, on the other hand, he is going to need some help, I think, at, uh, at receiver. You know, T.Y. Hilton only scored 1.8 points in that game. We all saw, if you were watching that game, you saw Hilton drop a bunch of big passes. Just really disappointing for Rudy. Every time I saw it happen, I was like, oh, God, yes! Um, he's got Hunter Renfro as one of his starting receivers right now. He's been okay. Um, I know that Renfro's had a couple of decent games. He had 15 points a few weeks ago, 11 points in Week 9. But he's just not the kind of guy that you hope that you know you put in your lineup and hope to get big numbers out of. But he does have DJ Chark going. They're going against Tennessee, which isn't always the best matchup. And they've given up the 13th most points against the receiver position. So we'll see. You know how that goes. I, I'm confident. I'm coming out this one with guns a blazing. I think Odell Beckham's gonna have gonna finally have a big game. Um, Tyler Lockett has been cleared from the medical report. He's, he's a full go against Philadelphia's broken defensive backs. So I think that nasty boys are gonna pull off the win here, drop that six and five team down to six and six and see what happens. Third matchup: it's John versus Jason. GG Easy taking on if it's Harry, shave I. They're both four and seven teams, so actually, earlier I think in the I mentioned that oh, if all these teams are four, six, and seven at the end, well, they can't be. Here's two of them playing against each other right now. This is must win. This is absolutely must win for these teams. Um, This is a cool matchup. Maybe I should have made this one the matchup of the week. If they weren't four and seven teams, I might have. But so there's a lot riding on this one. John is the favorite right now, seventy percent, one hundred five to eighty seven is the live projection in this matchup. And what's interesting to me is Jason is playing Ryan Finley at quarterback, and then that's it. He's, like, he's got one quarterback in his lineup. His flex spot right now, his super flex spot right now, is Greg Olson. So Greg Olson and Tyler Boyd fill in the flex spots for Jason. Meanwhile, John's got Jeff Driscoll, who has been a real surprise at quarterback. Uh, 19 points and 28 points last week. So with him and Aaron Rodgers, you know, that should be a good combo. Jason's got some, he's got a little bit of firepower. He's got Alvin Kamara on his side. He's got Michael Thomas on his side, but I just don't think it's going to be enough to overcome John. I think John will get the win in this one. I think he's going to move to five and seven and really be hoping for Samantha and Rudy to lose. And Uh, make week 13 really interesting for himself. Fourth matchup is Becca versus Corey. Mrs. Baker Mayfield taking on the half-baked halfbacks. Four and seven, Becca, taking on eight and three, Corey. Corey wants the win because a win means he's the division champ. Becca wants the win because a win means he's still in the hunt, hopefully. Right now, she's a 63% favorite on Yahoo. And it's thanks to Will Fuller's big game, man. Will Fuller was projected to have eight points. He ended up going for 140 yards. He had two 40-plus-yard catches, which get bonus points in our league. So he ended up with 17 points, and that's a great way to start, man. You have a 17-0 lead going into Sunday. you got to be feeling good if you're Becca. Corey's going to have a lot of ground to make up. He's got Saquon Barkley going this week against the Bears defense, which that's a tough defense to go against. He's got Russell Wilson. He's got Lamar Jackson. Things can always happen there. But Beck is kind of at full strength right now. She's got good receivers. She's got her top running backs healthy and ready to go. She's got Jason Witten at tight end, who's been manageable. And she's got Matt Ryan and Kyle Allen going at quarterback. So I I think this is going to be a really close matchup. I think both teams are going to do pretty well this week, but I think Becca's going to squeeze this one by Corey. I think that 17 from Will Fuller is is going to make up the difference in this one. Um, she'll move to 5-7. and seven. Corey, you know, if he loses and Rudy wins, that week 13 matchup is really important. So we'll see what happens. Fifth matchup, Kyle Versal. The Hash Oilers taking on Trashy Victor II they've had the, they've had a lot of action already in this matchup, so DeAndre Hopkins went for Kyle scored twenty one points great game um and then Duke Johnson and Jonathan Williams went for al Jonathan Williams man it you know i I listen to fantasy football podcasts and stuff, and a lot of people were talking him up this week saying that he he's got the opportunity he's he looked great last week, he looks like he runs hard. The coaches talk well about him, say that he's they've always loved him in practice and he's proven it man 104 yards a touchdown added in some catches for 17 yards like just awesome 19 points but then Duke Johnson in the running in the other running back slot only 22 rushing yards and 8 receiving yards for 3 points so right now it's a 22 to 21 lead for AL but he's got one less player to go on Sunday and Kyle's got that Tampa Bay offense they're going against Atlanta which has been beatable this year, but the, but the past couple of weeks, since the the head coach, Dan Quinn, has given up play-calling duties, they've actually seemed to be playing a lot better. So we'll see what happens in that matchup. If it goes like kind of expected, that, you know, and Atlanta plays sort of poorly in the secondary, then this, this could be a lights-out matchup. But if Atlanta keeps clamping down like the past week or two, then who knows? Uh, And then Zeke and Dak Prescott, his other kind of stack, they're playing the Patriots this week. This is a really interesting time to run into Kyle for Al. So, you know, Al's playing Jared Goff and Mason Rudolph at quarterback. That's obviously inferior to Dak Prescott and Jameis Winston. But the matchups, you know, Goff on Monday night going against Baltimore at home, and then Mason Rudolph going against Cincinnati was just so beatable. Although with no weapons, you know, I don't know. This actually might be a good time to run into, you know, that Winston and Prescott. So uh, am I going to pick the upset here? I'm going to pick the upset here. Al's going to upset Kyle this week. Kyle, you hear that? It's probably not going to happen. But I'm picking it. Al with the upset. Kyle drops to eight and four. And we will see what happens next week for the division. The last matchup. It's Jensen versus Stacy, King Jensen taking on, pack that ass up. Uh, I said earlier that King Jensen had the easiest strength of schedule for the remainder of the year, and it's because he plays one team that has three wins and one team that has four wins. So um, this matchup against Stacy, 3-8. He's already had one player go, Deshaun Watson, but he slightly underperformed his projection. So this matchup is actually 50-50 split right now. 105 to 104 is a projection in points. Actually, it's 105.2 to 104.9. So 0.3 points separates this projection right now. And it's an interesting matchup. Uh, Stacy has Dwayne Haskins in at quarterback this week because Patrick Mahomes is out on bye. And I really think that's going to make the difference. Haskins has not been good this year. They're going against Detroit, who's given up big points. Big points to the quarterback position at times, but it's just, it's going to be too hard, I think, for Haskins. I think he's going to have a lot of turnovers. Um, And then at the running back position, Devin Singletary, he looks good when he's out there, but he just isn't being given enough opportunities. Um, I feel like they need to come up with more creative ways to get Devin Singletary the ball. Ronald Jones has flashed at times, and he's been, you know, proclaimed the starter, but He's really disappointed. So Jensen's got Philip Lindsay and Chris Carson at running back. Love both of those guys this week. Devontae Adams coming back strong. You know, it, I really think that they're going to pick up the win here and make things interesting if Samantha loses. So there you go. Made my picks. Whew, man! Week twelve is going to be awesome, guys. Week thirteen, though, week thirteen's really going to be something. Alright, that's it for episode four of the Skull Report. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Keep coming back, listening to the future episodes. Thanks so much, guys. Good luck this week. Skull.